This is Barry Zelma speaking for Claim School Incorporated's blog, Zelma on Insurance. Today we're going to explain why in insurance you only get what you pay for, and to obtain coverage, the insured must pay the premium. Erie Insurance Exchange claimed that the trial court erred in granting partial summary judgment in favor of ICON DBA Allure on the lake on ICON's complaint for breach of contract. Erie Insurance contended that the trial court improperly determined as a matter of law that the commercial insurance policy it issued to ICON was ambiguous and entitled ICON to additional income protection coverage after a fire had destroyed ICON's building. In Erie v. Icon, the Court of Appeals of Indiana on January 12, 2024, interpreted the entire policy. They started with the facts, which were that on June 3, 2019, a fire in Chesterton, Indiana destroyed a banquet hall that ICON owned. At the time of the fire, the hall was insured by Erie Insurance. The policy stated that in return for your timely premium payment, your compliance with all of the provisions of the policy, Erie agrees to provide the coverages you purchased. The declarations page specifically directed the insured to refer to the supplemental declarations to find additional information about included coverages under the policy. Income protection coverage was identified as coverage three of the de of the declarations and is defined as loss of income or rental income you sustain due to a partial or total interruption of business resulting directly from a loss or damage to property on the premises described in the declarations from a peril insured against. Loss or damage also included property in the open or in the vehicle on the premises described in the declarations are within 1,500 feet. The supplemental declarations specifically indicate what amount of insurance the policy provides for by displaying a dollar amount under the amount of insurance column. The policy further provided that when additional income coverage is not purchased by the insured, a minimal standard protection coverage is provided as part of the basic package. After the hall was destroyed, ICON submitted a timely claim to Erie under the policy, and although Erie paid both the property damage and building contents protection of ICON's claim, it maintained that the maximum income protection afforded under the policy was $25,000 and not $1 million because ICON did not pay a premium for the additional income protection. When Erie refused to pay for the additional losses, ICON filed an amended complaint against Erie Insurance for breach of contract and bad faith. And thereafter, Erie Insurance filed a motion for partial summary judgment, claiming that it was entitled to a judgment as a matter of law because ICON did not pay a premium for additional income protection and therefore the $1 million Maximum coverage was not available to ICON for its income losses. The trial court granted ICON's cross-motion for partial summary judgment, concluding the policy was ambiguous as to the available amount of income protection coverage to which ICON was entitled. Now, making its decision, the 
Court of Appeals noted that insurance policies are contracts subject to the same rules of judicial construction as other contracts, and insurance policies must be read as a whole. That is, specific words and phrases cannot be construed exclusive of other policy provisions. Furthermore, the language of the insurance policy should be construed so as not to render any words, phrases, or terms ineffective or meaningless. In this case, the first page of the declarations in the policy denotes the coverage for which ICON paid a premium. The policy's plain language was clear that each occurrence limit is specifically limited to include the total amount of insurance that will be paid for bodily injury or property damage liability and for medical expenses under the liability portion of the policy. And hence, the unambiguous language of the policy demonstrated that the each occurrence limit on page one of the declarations, which ICON relies upon, is the limit for general liability coverage, not a limit for property damage. As a result, the $1 million each occurrence limit shown there is irrelevant to the amount of income protection coverage afforded under the policy. The fact that there was a lack of a dollar amount for coverage 3 to the Court of Appeal was a clear and unambiguous statement that additional income protection coverage was not included for this property. The declaration showed that ICON paid no premium for coverage 3 income protection and in accordance with the plain language of the policy, Erie Insurance did not provide such coverage to ICON. Thus, ICON is limited to income protection coverage up to the $25,000 minimum in accordance with the standard protection section of the policy. The trial court's conclusion was therefore reversed and the trial court was instructed to enter partial summary judgment for Erie Insurance and to conduct further proceedings consistent with the court's opinion. In my opinion, insurance contracts must be read before accepting the offer from an insurer to insure. In this case, the insured icon either failed to read the coverages provided or decided not to purchase the income coverage. In fact, they did not. The Court of Appeals found that since ICON did not pay a premium for the income coverage, it had no coverage for income loss except for the base minimum provided. Regardless of why ICON did not pay the premium, by not doing so, ICON recovered only the minimal coverage for income, but not the coverages they wanted after a real loss. This video was adapted from my blog, Zalma on Insurance, which is available free to anyone who clicks on the URL zalma.com slash blog. You can subscribe to the blog and you will receive notice of every blog posting, usually five or six a week. And you'll have access to the more than 4,700 blog postings. You can also subscribe to the videos on YouTube and on rumble.com. And if you do, I'd appreciate it. If you would click on the like button on YouTube or the thumbs up button on rumble.com. If you're interested in more detail about insurance, insurance claims, insurance law, and insurance fraud, please consider for a very small fee of $5 a month or $50 a year to subscribe to my Substack publication. Thank you for your attention.